It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind. Your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. And we are heading to a wave of heat. We myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. How you doing, Jay? I'm, 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 yeah, looking forward to it. I could use a bit of heat. Um, it's getting cold. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I'll take a wave. Um, it'll be good, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it it's starting to heat up, isn't it? It's starting to heat up, and I got I, I got a little bit excited thinking about because obviously you know that it's the next show, but it's the reality is that it's the next show is sort of it was getting real, and I'm I was I was happy by that. And um, we look at episode. 270 and 271 of ECW Hardcore TV, still in 1998, and the month is February, March, April, May, June. I think we're at the end of June. I think it's June, yeah. We're about to go to July. Yeah, I think we're about weeks away from um, the wave of the waving, which is going to work out well because it's sort of we've got our next Mount Rushmore coming up soon, so it's all gonna hopefully blend into a thing but that'd be good um yeah guess we'll start i was looking at the card for this one and i thought wow there's a lot of stuff going on but then i realized there's a lot of um highlights from another show so it kind of six, seven, six second matches yeah so i just thought good lord but it's good so we start off with tommy dreamer in the ring calling out the dudley boys uh, i thought the crowd was so hot for this Considering this is basically just, you know, you, the thing with ECW, and we've discussed it many times, and it's not a, a necessarily a bad thing, but it does kind of hinder them sometimes. Is you don't know where everything falls into what you see it. Do you know I mean, so this show could have been recorded like a week after Bueller had her neck broken, but it's only getting shown now. Do you know I mean, there's no, yeah, it's not like a raw where it's week to week to week. You don't know necessarily when the show in Philadelphia was in relation to the show in New York, to the relation to the one in Florida that they take the, the clips from. Yeah. And a, and a big chunk of that as well is you don't quite know what this audience know. Exactly. So if they're seeing this before the TV's aired, then would they know that, you know, why this is quite as hot as it is or, 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 um, or what? Yeah. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird little kind of, um, setup, but it does feel as if, um, maybe this is the, the next loop around. So maybe they, they witnessed the, 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 the breaking ish of, um, of the neck. Hmm. I mean, that's the thing, like, obviously like hindsight, you know, it's great and obviously industry changes, but things like, um, we've always spoken about the shows after the pay-per-view, literally the week after, which should be the, we've grabbed your attention, watch us, fucking love it, always seem to be where they drop the yeah. ball because they haven't had a chance to do TV because it's literally like two days later. So they could uh, well, possibly... And historically, it's kind of our next, and we'll see how it works on this one, but it's, historically, it's kind of our next episode where it's kind of like, you know, 
oh, they, they, they just they miscounted their TVs again, didn't they? They didn't realise they had two more TVs to stretch out because this is all kind of nothing and treading water. Oh, well, we're back. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they, they play it through this year. When this, you, this pay-per-view. 100%. And you kind of, um, you think, obviously, like knowing what we do now, they would be better off doing like the NXT takeover kind of mould where you have like two dark matches before the show starts and then you show them on your TV with highlights of the show based, you know, wrapped around it to get yeah. two new matches and general that would have worked perfect. And I think it would have benefited them and helped them sort of move forward. In that. But again, it's all, you know, 20 years later, it's pretty easy to rebook it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it starts with Tommy Dreamer called out. The, the crowd's so hot for this. Basically, Devon sort of comes out in sort of semi his own clothes. Yeah, so I mean, this is because he's he's called them out for a fight. He's not called them out for a wrestling match. And you may have been confused by the moment he did that, the referee got in the ring. But that's that's just because the referee was there to, to have a conversation. It wasn't to do with anything else. Cool. So, so yeah, so they, they, sort of they run out. Yeah, so they run out as if they've just been called out in the middle of getting changed the for the show changed. kind of thing. Exactly. Which, again, is that... You look back and is that, you know, is that putting, you know, that, that sort of fourth wall, is that two? Because you always sort of... I don't know. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so they, they come out, Devon does it, and it's basically a trap. Everyone else comes out, they start to get the crap out of Tommy Dreamer, and this then leads to... Spike, New Jack, Balls, and Axel basically come out and um, help run them off. This is fairly short. It was quite a rush segment, but I did enjoy it to show open. Yeah. But it, it just felt rushed. You know, was this but... the good old ECW pull apart, or was that a little bit later? I think that was a little bit later. Mm. So I think this is where they sort of retreated, because obviously they're, right. yeah. they're outnumbered by... Uh, we then got highlights from another show. Um, obviously, Meanie and Nova still feuding with those full-blooded Italians. And now they've introduced the, the ref getting involved with physicality. So that's even better. The, the feud does not die. So my favourite bit from this, though, was clearly, obviously, they're having a bit of a dance-off. And Meanie was um, dancing. And you could see Tracy Smothers was just so desperate to dance. And you sort of switching and he just was desperate to get in. And I thought that was um that was a cool sort of um Tracy Smothers moment. Just seeing him just sort of twitching really just wanted to get involved but he, he couldn't because obviously he was the heel sort of building up to his bit but I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, we then yeah. saw <laughs> Jamie Dundee I'm assuming this is the end of his run because he got murdered so I doubt he can compete anymore. I, I was very impressed in the sense that um, Axel Rotten gave him a very safe chair shot across the back. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Dundee kind of lurches back up to sell it. And as he does, um, <laughs> Paul's Murray just decapitates him. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a murderous shot. There's no way getting around it. I mean, I guess he's safe, fair play to... Dundee, I mean, he's really trying to work for that contract. The way it sort of comes across here. 
He's he's thrown himself into whatever's needed. But um, yeah, that was savage for a short thing. Um, Taz then hits the ring and another clip, destroying a couple of promo uh, thing uh, two randoms before Bam. One of them, out. dangerous Donny Allen, wasn't it? Um, yeah, because it was it was I think it was a bike his biker dude friend against dangerous Donny Allen, um, and then Taz runs in and destroys them. Um, and if it's the same, then that's um, the referees. That was the the first heel referee in ECW, wasn't it? Yeah, all the way oh. back in um, hot stuff Eddie Gilbert's day. Oh wow, good memory. People like Dangerous Donny Allen stay with you. Him, Luke, Chad, lukewarm Chad Austin. <laughs> The tribe oh, of the Eastern. The tribe of the, the tribe of the Eastern is fantastic. I love that. Um, so we get that, and then Taz and Bam Bam brawl, recurring theme. Promo for Bill Alfonso, RVD, and Sabo. Uh, these three just running away with the show, aren't they? They're complete, just in control and doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Absolutely, and and. The problem with that is that they are talking about everyone. So, you know, the feuds um, that they're in is is with Candido and Storm as the tag team champions. Uh, however, RVD is just cutting promos on Shane Douglas. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the real champ. He's the world, a television champ. Uh, not like the other champ, Shane Douglas, who's not defended his belt in a while. Um, so they then go, he then goes on about Shane Douglas. Um, uh, Fonzie wants to to test the quality of the silicone um, uh, in Francine. Uh, I so that's that, I loved uh, Sabu's reaction to this, where he was so annoyed. Nobody is like, "All right, you can have a go." And he goes, "All right, no, Fonzie can have a go." He's like, "All right, we'll focus on tag team titles." And it's yeah. had this whole like. <laughs> You know, the guy doesn't talk if he couldn't work. He's like a dog. He's trying to work out what he wanted. It was, um... He's falling down the well? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. He's just throwing out things to see how he reacted to all of them. He goes, all right, taking titles. And he's like posing all like, yep, that's it, let's go. Um, so that was a little bit of fun. We then saw Sabu versus Ulf Herman, obviously of 1PW fame. And um, yeah, obviously managed by my little shit fuck mate. <laughs> who's um but no the thing is if you asked anyone who who sort of liked ECW and said name 25 or 50 things you know you remember from ECW that makes you think of ECW I guarantee you no one would mention him I, unless you spoke to him I'm sure he would mention himself I don't think he would <laughs> you think he's 26th on his own list yeah, I reckon he would probably just go, oh, yeah, I used to watch that on TV. It's like, no, you're on it, apparently. <laughs> you were on it. You know? Sorry, not sorry. Um, so that happened. My main thing that I noticed from this match is Sabo seemed to be dressed like his first ECW figure. You know what? There's a few. So there was, um, uh, I, I thought that last week, I think it was, when um, RVD hit his outfit on and it looked very similar. Um, and um, Jerry Lynn had his outfit on and it looked very similar. So, I, yeah, it, it's possible this is 
where the ECW, I, I guess, I guess that's about right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, 98, I guess it must be. Because this is going to be the point. I mean, it does kind of align because this is why Shane Douglas was modelled the original San Francisco toy maker figure that I look over onto my shelf, that I look over my shelf and see right now. Um, uh, just felt like it should be a promo kind of cut rather than a chat. Um, his head was a little bit funny because they they sculpted him with the ponytail and then he cut it off because he cut his hair. So that would kind of align with, with what we're watching now, I guess. Yeah, so it's sort of, I guess it goes all the way to sort of early 99-ish, but that would have sort of worked out. And Sandman has to get taken out the line because he leaves. Which well, that's, again... That's always works out. And that's always the thing with the Sandman one, isn't it? Because um, his figure was brought out so quick after his return that it made you yeah. think like, potentially the model was already made for an early season and then was put on the shelf and then not realizing we returned but they were able to do it so quick because it's already sort of sculpted type deal in, yeah, in breaking really in breaking ecw original san francisco toy maker news i bought tajiri yesterday oh wow so that's what it's like quite a, you're getting quite a good little collection here aren't you? it's 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 modest but um yeah, I just I when they're around for a decent price, I kind of like hoover them up slightly. But yeah, that's good. Oh, loving to hear that. Still, um, still looking out for the the gems. So I mean, you've you've got you've got quite the 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 original San Francisco toy maker collection yourself. Yeah, I've done pretty well. I mean, obviously, like I've I've got. Um, uh, Credible, Lance Storm, um, Dudley's, thanks to you, um, Taz, Shane Douglas, Candido, Sabu, RVD, um, Raven, Tommy Dreamer, New Jack. Uh, I don't know, there's a whole bunch. We've got loads of them. I remember we got them at the time. That's the thing. Yeah. At the time. I'm still building up my Jack's collection. And I was, I was having this really weird, like, I was trying to find Simon Dean. <laughs> because obviously it's the only sort of Nova sort of head sculpt. Yeah. The price point, the price point for a Simon Dean is absolutely, like, ludicrous. It's like 20 pounds or something. There, there's a and few of them that are, are, are a little bit just outside of what you're willing to pay, isn't it? Or considering all I'm going to do is just pop his head off. Yeah. It's fucking absurd. So if anyone's got a Simon Dean head, just get it involved. Or if you know someone who does custom heads, because um, I think you are still in the search for a a Steve Carino custom head to fit a Jack's. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's taking, well, because someone um, has done one. I found one that I can buy, but I've started... I've started to, to build mine. That's going to be a thing. Unless it goes horribly yeah. wrong. In case, it, it won't be a thing. But, um, yes, uh, I plan to give that a go. Um, yeah, so Sabu was dressed like the ECW figure. Yep. Hence the conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to, well, fuck, we got it. Um, and then, <laughs> so he, 
he went and won. And then we got what should be a dream match, but a continued disappointment <laughs> of our Cronus versus Rob Van Dam. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they pull out, they, they talk about how the fact that, you know, two, uh, you know, martial arts backgrounds. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's all there, isn't it? The more comparisons they give, the more upset I get. Yeah. Like, it, it, like I said, we talk about it every week. It's upsetting how, you know, it ends and obvious and it's just, it's just upsetting because, yeah, we, we talk about it every week, but it was there. It's, it's very rare that you see it all like there, you know, and I believe it was, it was there. He could have done with a manager. Yeah, probably, or he could have done with a Fonzie, but it was, yeah, wow, the the ability just so natural. And but, uh, um, yeah, the, the bit again on this one that that kind of jumped out at me and made me um, regret, I guess, a little bit more um, was it's the first time I remember seeing RVD and Cronus together in the ring, and I, I'm sure they've done a match previously, but it's the first time I've already kind of seen them from the entrance kind of thing, and yeah. Um, the size of Cronus compared to RVD, yeah. and RVD is not a small guy, but Cronus no. was was big. Jack, big so boy. so you know, it just makes all of that athleticism even more impressive because you know he's he's Effortless. he's not a Effortless. yeah, absolutely. Um, what could have been? What could have been? Uh, yeah, so RVD picks up the win. We get highlights of Candido, Lance Storm versus Chetty and Mikey Whitbrick. I am so confused um, <laughs> about Candido and Lance Storm's relationship. Well, you see, as much as they hate each other, they, it turns out, hate uh, RVD and Sabu even more. Because Savo did the triple threat sign, <coughs> which really shouldn't affect um, Lance Storm. No, but, um, I mean unless he's he's it, it kind of was like PTSD because he got beaten up quite badly every yeah. time he tried to do the triple threat sign. Um, but no, this thing is it. It's I, I get the whole kind of you know they come together because blah blah blah, but it's it's a little bit light isn't it that they're, they're, they're now just like you know bestest of friends and you know without going to spoilers of the next episode it seems kind of weird that when they get along things don't always work out you know it's just sort of bizarre and that um <sighs> yeah we get a promo from lance Storm and chris candido um, earlier on with the rvd promo I forgot to mention rvd what i thought was quite funny He's like, after we beat you for the tag team belts, Lance Storm, you're probably done with ECW because you've got no personality. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's just such a shot, but it really, it really tickled me. Yeah, I uh, mean, he, he had a he had a pop at Candido about his his uh, about Sonny and stuff like that. But that for me yeah. is a little bit more kind of um, dull because that's you know everyone's kind of that's one of the reasons oh, we ended up with the feud. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the um, uh, you know, you're going to get released because there's nothing interesting about you was, was a great line. It is. I just thought it was quite funny. If you come out in uh, red pants and dance, that would work. 
Um, You'd have to be serious for a minute. So we get a fairly sort of fired up sort of Storm Candido and Francine basically talking about this match and that's that's cool. Obviously it's happening next week. We then get Joe Gertner with the Dudleys. They start their promo and the light sort of trickles out and comes back on again and sort of Gertner sort of loses his shit um, with like Heyman saying you're not but again this felt like for Heyman who always said sort of accentuate the positives and hide the negatives yep. I felt it very strange you could openly do a primer about you must better for the electricity here we're not exactly running big venues here they're just crappy little things yeah I, I, I get that they were like you know <clears throat> healing excuse yeah but it just kind of felt very much just like, why are you highlighting the fact that you're so kind of small fry, kind of, and, I don't know. And poor. And, and I think that was the one for me, is is given we know how this story ends, the fact that it was like, really, you can't even afford the electricity here? I mean, firstly, that's not how venues work. It wouldn't be Paul Heyman's yeah. job to pay for the electricity in the venue. Um, <laughs> unless maybe it was. Maybe that's why he's, he, they ran out of money. Maybe he was paying everyone's utility bills in the venues he was at. But, but no, it was just, it was, you know, we're running shitty venues and we're poor was, was kind of the, or, you know, yeah, Paul Heyman, you're know. running shitty venues and you're poor. Yeah, and I, I get it. It's sort of like it's a knock on. You know, you're just healing. I, I get that. But it just felt a bit too, what, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. You know, it'd be like when Raw was running that little shitty place and, you know, the Ultimate Warrior came back and he sort of turned around and goes, what happened to this place? Last time I was here, I was selling out 40,000 people in, you know, Toronto. With the power of the Warriors. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> But, uh, it wouldn't be a normal promo. It's the warrior. It wouldn't be a normal promo. No, it would just be a casual chat. There was once in the time of people where things were warriors and people and forty thousand in a stadium. Now we're here. Um, since the lights went out, they had their little pop. They start talking again. The lights went out again. The lights stayed <laughs> off. Um, you kind of guessed what was happening. I liked the fact. That uh, you saw the cigarette kind of lit or the lighter go on and Sandman talk. I felt it was done wrong though. I felt the idea was great. I would have preferred if Sandman was almost behind him. Yep. And you just saw him sort of light a cigarette and then sort of the light went out and you just heard cane shots. Or something. I, I didn't yeah. need Sandman to talk. I think yeah. that they didn't trust their audience enough there with that, you know, people would get it. It's the Sandman. Um, exactly. Uh, so I didn't need the Sandman to talk. They could have had a close-up of, as you said, you know, the the the, the lighter and the the cigarette being lit or something. Um, you could do it to a point where you get the um, uh, you you get the silhouette of the cane as as you can kind of light it. Uh, they could have done that quite easily and and had a good result from it. Um, I thought the talking just made it a little bit more silly um yeah uh, because it was this weird kind of then 
lag and delay of, uh, you know, oh, what's going on? 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 Don't say a word. Don't say a word. It's all right. Don't say a word. Don't. And it's like, what? Who are you talking? What? What are we talking about? Why are you not just hitting people? What's so it, the 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 timing on it? I thought was quite weird as well. It it, it took too long. Um, yeah. Especially considering a, um, all you're doing is beating someone up. You know, you you you're, you're turning the lights off in a hallway and then running at them. You, you, it's not as if you have to make your way to the ring and stand behind the ring to be turned uh, for the light to turn on and B it's a, 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 it's a backstage segment. You know, you can put the lights out, say cut, get everyone in position, say action and then go again. And it can be done in seconds. You didn't need the, the one shot, you know, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on thing. I felt it went on too long as well. Yeah. And then we got into the ah. execution of it. Yeah, I felt it kind of it went in. It went on actually like too long. The actual segment, you saw sort of legs appearing and sort of blood slowly appearing on the leg, and you kind of sat there and I just thought, I just thought it, it could have just been lights out. You know, you heard like bang, 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 loads of crashing. Yeah, it just stopped. Then you just saw Sandman light a cigarette and walk off. It would have been just as powerful. Yep, or. You know, lights go out. It comes back on. They're they're like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And they can hear Sign Guy Dudley screaming from down the hall because he's been stolen and beaten up or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I and I get what you're trying to do with the you know the, the viciousness and all the rest of it. But the the locker door that had been chosen as the the weapon. Um. Yeah. was bending as it was being slammed into it yeah. just it it wasn't an imposing weapon in any way shape or form you know anyone that's been in anywhere near a locker like that knows that it's you know even if you're slamming it in quite heavily it's not doing a, a huge chunk of damage it's a light yeah. thing you know you've got ecw that's that's famous for its insanity and its weapons and it's about to get worse when the Dudleys start working out how to light tables and things like that um, so you've got all of this going on and their weapon of choice the innovator of violence has chosen a a, a gym locker door yeah it was just um Again, like I said, for a pre-recorded segment, they had so much control over this. And that's where, if it was live, you sort of just got to wing it and go with it, I guess. But like I said, pre-recorded, they had so much. And then to be edited as well, they had so much to sort of really make this quite a polished segment. So I found it strange. But that happened, and we then got a two-hour Beulah music video. So this was the one from 1996 that I think was garbage number one crush when it was done originally. It was, yeah. Um, I remember enjoying it the first time, and I can't remember. This is around Bueller's box time, wasn't it? Surely. I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember what this was building to. Well, I'm not sure if this was around the time of the her turning on Raven and going with Dreamer. 
1996, so it could have been. No, because it, it sounds so harsh because like she's always relevant. But you're trying to think of a time when she was sort of sort of a vocal bit of a story. Yeah, and that's the only really I could think where she was the main. You know, when she turned outside of the Bill Alfonso went, stuff, but the Bill Alfonso stuff was it, later. Exactly, and that was slightly more organic. Yeah, because that was just a feud that she happened to just end up in. So. Maybe the Shane Douglas stuff? Mm. That's too early. That's too early, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's the pregnancy stuff, though. Yeah, because that was when they did the mixed tag. So she was involved. Her and Francine? Yeah. It just seems weird. Unless when Dreamer was injured. By the time when Dreamer was off and she was just... uh, I can't remember. It might have just been Bueller's box stuff. Cause, um, but yeah, so this is obviously a reader, but they've been showing loads of the old stuff recently. Um, but um, it just, again, cool package. It was really fun when it first showed. It just felt really, really long this time round. I, it might work, might work better with the real song, but yeah. yeah. I still can't work out. I'm still struggling to work out whether she's done. I'm sure she is. I'm positive that was it. It's very strange to me. Um, Because they haven't actually said that she's had a neck break. Well, my my only thing that I can think of is it is the case is at this point she just wanted time off. And they gave her time off and they wrote her off for the story but they didn't realise she was going to be done, done. She then, once had time off, decided to go back to school. Because I think she went back to school, didn't she? Yeah. And uh, I was reading up bits about it. And I think she went back to school. And um, so maybe partly when she had a little bit of a rest, she decided that she wanted to be gone. And that's when they sort of started to change the story in sort of ECW form. Because this might have just been written off for an angle but then escalated into sort of a shoot where she didn't actually want to come back. Yeah. It's because at the time it wasn't sold like a neck break. No, it was sold like she'd been hit with a 3d. But uh, I just remember all the time whenever I saw her and the Dudley and they broke Bueller's neck. I swear that's the clip that's always been shown. Cause I sort of, I mean, they, they 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 seem to be kind of building it up. So you know, they they've talked now about you know being released from a medical facility, and we haven't had an update on her condition and blah blah blah. Um, and then they had her brother jump the barric- barricade and and get involved. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe, mm. but just really. Strangely, it feels like she should get back involved in some way, shape, or form. It feels like it's 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 building up for her to run in at Heatwave, and I, I mean, I suppose we could just kind of skip ahead and see. Um, but yeah, it feels like it's almost um, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but you got yeah. you got to living it out though. It's better. It's true. Yeah. It's it. There's loads of stuff that we sort of know is coming up, <laughs> but it's just nice to sort of live it. It's it's kind of hard. It's this weird hard. Like, hey, who's this task guy? Where's this going? I mean, it does. I have just caught myself thinking the one bit that I'm so impatient to find out that I have to skip ahead on is whether <laughs> Beulah McGillicutty comes back. The video touched you. You just um, <laughs> you just want to know if she's all right. Yeah. She comes back at one. She comes back at one night stands. She does, so, and I think that's the first time she comes back. It is. Um, to to get involved in a cat fight with Francine, and then mm. she does. So that, she's seen on. Oh no, she gets involved as well at um, Hardcore Justice. What the um, TNA yep. one? Yeah, it's the Raven Dreamer match, yep. isn't it? That's good. good and then she that. officially retired in 2014 um, in House of Hardcore 7. Oh. Not a dry eye in the house. No. Big bot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically that happened. We then it led to um, a Bubba Ray Dudley versus Sandman match. Uh, I know it's a weekly story, but it felt like a show story. Yeah. It felt like a, a story throughout the show. And um, again, fine match. Didn't think it was necessary, to be honest. I think this was the ECW pull apart, wasn't it? I think yeah. this one went off the rails and everyone ran out and the, the locker room emptied to uh, save Yeah, no, I believe it. And that's how basically um, that's how this week ended. It was a lot crammed in. There's a lot crammed yeah. in. Yeah. A lot of good. There's a lot focused around that one angle. Angle, yeah. I mean, obviously, you touched on the RVD bits. And we had a little bit in the middle, but it wasn't really, you know, considering that's been um, heavily involved the last couple of weeks, they sort of took it off the back burner. I thought there more would have, there would have been a bigger next week, next week, next week. It's happening, kind of feel. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. We'll 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 talk about that in a second when we get to it because I, I, for like the fifth pay per view in a row, I don't understand. <laughs> so end that. So we then go to two seven one, which I believe is the beginning of July nineteen ninety eight. Uh, promo from the triple threat with Lance Storm in the ring. Well, not um, only much... not only a promo, but uh, introduced because uh, Shane Douglas is going to be the color commentator. He is he's joining up with Joey Styles to be the color commentator. So that's why he invited him out to the ring. Um, and um, yeah, that's what we get. Yeah, I didn't have issues with this until the main event, but like I said, we'll get there. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so basically, promo Shane Douglas shows a lot of his injuries. Some big old scarring. He has some big old scarring. Obviously, it shows it has been... Uh, which, again, I mean, it's a credit to him, but also, obviously, that like, dangerous, but fair play to him, that the fact that he was allowing Taz to sort of throw his arm about and sort of do all the... I mean, when he was, like, legit this fucked. 
<clears throat> you know, it's kind of a bit like bonkers when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's again, you know, it's, it's you know this weird kind of you know, Taz, you did not injure my arm. Well, well all right, let's maybe you know just let's go with the storyline for a little while about how we made it worse. No, no, we're we're done with that, are we? Okay, right, okay. <laughs> He's moved on to RVD now, hasn't he? Sort of, except still focusing on Taz. Move on to the next feud before finishing this feud. It's, it's the classic uh, blueprint that we've yeah. got going on here. Um, so, yeah, basically, they come out, they talk. Taz uh, comes out. Um, did not that brawling with Bam Bam again? Yep. Yeah, this is where they have the match with no one in the building, the lights out, saying in that. Yes. Or, or something along those lines. Let them fight, but let no one see it. Yes, or something like that. And uh, Joey Styles was like, "Oh, Taz did well." And he goes, "Oh, Bam Bam did really well." I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. Uh, we then, but Taz came out with the FTW Championship, which is the first time in a long time. So it was nice to see the belt back. But it was. But Shane Douglas is there saying that's not the real world championship. This is, even though Taz buried his own belt. So, but Shane Douglas believes it more of a threat than Taz yep. does. Cool. Um, Taz's son's in um, AW now. I saw. Yeah. That's in, that's interesting. Next generation. Machine. Team Taz. So that'd be... Um, yeah, we build assassins. Yeah. <clears throat> um, next up, we get Balls Mahoney versus a returning Masato Tanaka. Yep. yep. He turned once before, didn't he? I know in the future they have a very crazy chair shot heavy match that is decent but cringy, all in the same. Um, with hindsight and people know that we know. Um, but this one still had a lot of crazy chair shots and things. I did not expect at the end, yeah, in the middle of a yeah, it just sort of very much at the end, the finish. For just an ECW hardcore TV kind of faraway-ish match, really kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, I mean, it was it, uh, these two have always had incredible chemistry, and, and it just I, I think it's a sleeper match in ECW's greatest matches. I think these two people kind of always talk about great matches and this is never in the conversation any of the matches they've had and it should be because they have some absolute stonkers in sort of a style that sort of almost shouldn't really but Balls did with RVD as well yeah in future years yeah you know he, he, could, he could go absolutely and and yeah. that's you know part of it isn't it but it, 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 it always kind of surprised me the chemistry that these two had um yeah, and, and you know the chemistry that Tanaka had with Mike Awesome that we will experience shortly. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's a match and it's a decent match, and then they get chairs out and it becomes a fucking lunatic match. Um, not very slick yet. You can see that they've not quite got their rhythm yet. So you know the the dueling chairs bit was quite um, slow. Um, and, yep. and you know, making sure it, it was like watching a five-year-old play, you know, high fives or something, rather than um, anything. It was it was quite paced, 
quite slowly. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a, a match that was better than it had any right to be. Yeah, no, agreed. And um, Tucker's still out in Japan wrestling, teaming with um, Tajiri now in an ECW team. So that's um, interesting. But, you know, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, he picked up the win, which I thought was the right thing to do. I think if Balls had beaten him, it would have been... Um, Pointless. Sort of criminal. In the yeah. Sense, yeah, in the sense of bringing someone in. It would have been a massive two steps backwards for him. But that was... Um, that was good. And yeah, it's a fun match. I think it's close to becoming the recommendation of the week, but I think it is pitch. I was just thinking that it's, it's, it's this or the other one, isn't it? Which we'll come on to in just yeah. a second. Um, and I think that all in, it's probably the tag match. I think it's the tag match. I think it's the tag match, but it's, it's on the same show. So watch the whole show. It is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that works out well just watch this week but um, yeah next up this isn't the tag match by the way we've got the Dudley Boys and Jack Victory versus the Sandman um, Tommy Dreamer and a mystery opponent which um, fast forward is the normal kind of brawl you'd expect especially with the feud um, all kicking off but their partner was is it Anoti Anoti from FMW Atani was it Atani Atani that's it a tiny works, better pronounce it what it is. So basically, he's the owner of FMW and also, you know, sort of decent hardcore wrestler and all this. Part of the um, ECW Lives package, for those who've been downloading that on um, 2K19. Easy oh, that. Anita, sorry, isn't it? Uh, Atushi Anita. Yeah. And um, it's fine, but... I felt like Joey Styles was going fucking ape shit, but not really anyone. It was a very strange pick for a, I mean, it was obviously an FMW month or so that they were over here and doing some joint shows, but it was a very strange pick for a mystery partner because um, I don't think the fan base knew him. Well, I felt like, well, there was a good reaction, but like you hear stories of others saying about, Heyman was renowned in things like OVW and all this of having like his plants mm. where he would have certain people in his crowd that would start chants that he wanted or get a reaction. Are you suggesting that the two signs in Japanese writing that came up when Tanaka was wrestling <laughs> may not have been people from New York who, who knowing that Masato who, who Tanaka might be attending, wrote in their best kanji writing to, to pull out and... Mm, Okay. The, the, my my theory is there might have been a slight plant thing to gauge a massive reaction for this guy, for him to then want to work in relationship with ECW, because he didn't realise how much he was over with the ECW faithful, and sort of sweeten the deal a bit for exchanging talent, which then quickly. Headed that way with getting Hayabusa and Awesome and all the others which emerge in yes. weeks. And by the way, I can't mean, could fucking be... wait. I know, right. Um, so it could just be a massive coincidence, but it just felt <laughs> like he was obviously here doing some business as he was the owner of the FMW. 
And like I said, a lot of his talent turns up at Heat Wave. But it might have been, we're going to massively get you over so you think we're fucking amazing. Because yeah. we are, but they just got to know you before you get to that stage, rather than coming out and people absolutely shitting on you and saying, you know, I mean, what the so fuck what's not going to help that logic of, you know, we need to get you over and people not shitting on you and blah, 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 is to have him come out, beat up the Dudley boys with uh, a fairly comically large piece of wood wrapped in barbed wire then beat up the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer with the same piece of barbed wire and then just kind of hang around for a little while before wandering off as impactful third mans go as impactful turns go um, none of the above Agreed. Um, it, it was still cool to see him, but it's not the most memorable FMW cross. No, I mean, you know, uh, to your point, uh, if it gets you to what we get at Heatwave, then happy, yeah. more than happy. But I, mean, like I, said, I could be wrong. It's just, it just felt a bit of a coincidence. So you've got the owner of FMW here appearing basically destroying everyone. Um, And then suddenly we get some of the best talent that they have over for their next pay-per-view. Yeah. It's a fair logic, isn't it? Um, But before we get to that tag match, I think there's one more tag match we need to get to, and that is the long-awaited Chris Gandino and Lance Storm versus Rob Van Dam. So just to finish up on the the, the Dudleys, what we end up with is the Dudleys beating up, uh, the three Dudleys beating up uh, Dreamer and Sandman. Spike runs in to make the save. He then gets beaten up. New Jack runs in to make the save. Jack Victory runs out and they all get beaten up. So we end up with the same four on four that we've seen every other time. Next. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the tag team match now. Um, so this match is probably pips it for the must see yeah. match of the week in the two episodes we covered. Obviously, watch the whole show um, because you've got um, Bulls versus Tanaka. Um, yeah. Tanaka as well, which, which is crazy. So watch both matches, watch the whole show. It's, it's got some interesting bits, um, in my opinion. But. Um, yeah, this match is crazy. I really, really enjoyed it. But what did upset me about this match was Shane Douglas's commentary and his lack of involvement with his relationship with Chris Candido. I, I had issues with Shane Douglas's commentary all the way through because yeah. it, it's obviously something done in post-production. It felt like commentary on a video game in the sense yeah. of it was generic stock phrases that could be introduced at any point during the match and wouldn't um, wouldn't feel out of place. So, yeah. oh, you know, that, that, that Masaru Tanaka is one smart competitor. Uh, I was like, okay, just, just randomly. It didn't feel like a real conversation with him. No, going, no, did it? it did feel like they'd they'd kind of canned some lines that they then kind of pressed on a soundboard and just brought him in conversation. 
because my whole hangout with this is I just found him, especially obviously the end, like really putting over like RVD yes. and Sabu. And I, I thought it would very much be like, no, Candido can beat these guys by himself. You know, he doesn't need a partner for this. Lance Storm's lucky to even share the ring with. You know, he expected. Can't like, believe Lance Storm's lost it for them. Yeah, Lance Storm should have helped Candido there. Lance Storm is one of the best wrestlers. I mean, Chris Candido is one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, there's none of this. Uh, the, very much the closest you like... got was when they were trying to do the um, RVD and Sabu finish on RVD and Sabu. Um, he was sitting there going, oh, this is so smart. This must be Candido's idea. But even that, it was, it, it, it felt heelish for the heel, not heelish for his best friend, his, his stable mate, his tag partner, his everything else. Yeah. And even then, when it didn't work, I was expecting something along the lines of, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe that was such a rubbish idea from Lance Storm. You know, that, that obvious cheap heel, well, it was not my mate's fault. Yeah, I expected, like, loads of sort of funny-ish things like that, but it wasn't. He was very much just like, oh, RVD's the man now. It was and, all um, about setting his feud up with RVD. It was. I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found it, I found it strange. Sort of going sort of down that sort of um, route with yeah. it all, to be honest. Because I did expect him to sort of put thing. But that's it's it's a very minimal criticism from a fantastic match, and as probably everyone knows, uh, RVD and Sabu do pick up the win. It, it's a it's a spot that um, looks stunning. And, you know, your experience again, probably at the pay-per-view. But, um, yeah, on each turnbuckle, Storm and Candido laid out on tables in the middle of the ring and they launch off, almost sort of doing like a double sort of leg drop. And, uh, yeah, really great end. They got all the belts and they're sort of obviously still teasing the tension as they're sort of still struggling over who (laughs) holds the TV title, but both have tag titles. And even Ben Alfonso, when he realised they were going to win, he's up on the apron going absolutely ape shit. It just all yeah. added to it. You know, it had this whole sort of like, you know, they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And it just, it created that buzz. And um, yeah, it felt like a big free count. And it's this sort of, um, especially in the modern day, it's like a rare, rare feeling to feel like that big free count. I agree. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I struggle because... Um it feels odd that you do that and you have this huge moment and you bring the Candido and Storm story to a close and you bring the, you, you, you have that um, step up and that final kind of, you know, evolution of um, uh, RVD and Sabu um, on a show a month away from a pay-per-view four weeks away from a pay-per-view. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have that on the pay-per-view, then you don't have um, the matches we have. You don't have the, the the tag match, which we're going to just talk about with such love and brilliance. And you don't have um, uh, 
Candido and Storm in the masterclass as well. That's the thing. I mean, um, obviously, weeks away from the pay per view, so I want to focus sort of, but it's so hard not to. I mean, I think not since Benny Legal have been so excited. For Would you like me to run through the card? Yeah. So we are building towards every week. We will do it every week. We will do because we're getting there, and it's it, it's it's one of those kind of really big. Sh- I mean, it's it's one of. Um... I mean, it, it could be maybe the best easy. Uh, I was just reading that Kevin Pandora from Four One Mania rated it an eight and called it the best ECW pay per view of all time. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah, just a really, you know, it is just an incredible show. Um, so in the main event, we have the Dudleys, Baba Devon and Big Dick, versus Tommy Dreamer, yeah. Sandman and Spike Dudley in a street fight. That's cool. Um, yeah. Which on a pay-per-view always seems to be better than hardcore TV. It seems to just flow better but yeah no that's um, a good match. yeah it's funny because that's as a, an ECW fan growing up and watching this event for the first time it was a match that I was absolutely just chomping at the bit for as someone that's watching these shows in order and watching through less excited about it bigger match less excited yeah. about it um We've got a Falls Count Anywhere match between Taz and Bam Bam for the FTW Championship. Um, We have got um, uh, Jerry Lynn versus Just Incredible. Uh, We have got a dark match that we probably won't see of uh, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten versus the FBI. That's what I mean, and that, you know, that should have been, it might be, I don't know, but I'd put that on the hardcore TV the next yeah, week. Yeah, then we'll find out. Um, and then the three yeah. matches that I think we're really looking forward to, um, we have, um, oh, uh, we have, we have a, a New Jack versus Jack victory match as well. That's not one of the three matches that I was hugely looking forward to. Uh, but the three matches that I think we are hugely looking forward to are Lance Storm versus Chris Candido. Masata Tanaka versus Michael, Michael Awesome and RVD and Sabu versus the team of Hayabusa, Hayabusa and uh, Shinsei Shinsaki, uh, known uh, to uh, uh, most American fans as Hakushi. Yeah, I was going to say Hakushi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just an unbelievable card, all of it, really. <laughs> Some of them, obviously, we've seen every week, but nonetheless, sort of crazy excited for um, all that, really. I really uh, can't wait. It's going to be incredible. But, yeah, but you have to wait. But it's coming around quick. And if you want to get involved in the conversation and, and share your excitement, you can do... Uh, by following us at underscore Sports Arena on Instagram and Twitter. It is that simple. Uh, we've got loads of stuff going on. Thank you for all the positive feedback, the people that are loving our um, ECW dream matches that happened in other companies. Some really good polls. We've been yep. throwing a lot of them out. 
we've been doing obviously Candido, Shane Douglas from XPW, Raven Sabu from NWTNA. Uh, we've got quite a few more that we Greeno Funk from MLW. So we're probably going to... Um, yeah, that's true. So we, we found a few more that we're going to obviously throw out as sort of time goes on. And if we miss any, think about them. And um, yeah, who knows? We might look into them a bit more in the future. But um, yes, that's really cool. But um, yeah, can't wait for next week to get closer to that wave of heat. It's going to be good. Go subscribe, Daddy. It's going to be good.